Alrighty, we're going to read from Proverbs. It's kind of in the middle of the Bible, near Psalms, which is a big book. So just after that, Proverbs chapter 3. So Proverbs chapter 3, 1 to 12. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commandments in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favour and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honour the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father the son he delights in. Thank you, Corinne. Good morning, everyone. Well done to all of you for getting here uh, this morning, uh, nice and losing an hour's sleep. Uh, this morning we're looking at um, wisdom from God and the topic is listening, uh, being a good listener. So I want to ask you up front, are you a good listener? Uh, just talk to the person next to you. Do you think you're average, above average, below average? Uh, don't, you don't need to comment on them. Um, and, and sorry, this morning... You actually need to be sitting next to someone if, if you're comfortable to do that, right? So if you're comfortable to sit next to someone, so Sal, you can move over with the hams there if you, know, you want to join them. But uh, yeah, it's helpful to sit next to each other because we're looking at Proverbs and wisdom, and the best way to engage with it is to talk about it. Uh, and so I'm going to get you doing a lot of the work uh, this morning, I'm afraid. You haven't come here to sit and listen, you've come to engage uh, with God's word. So are you a good listener? Well, here's the thing. Most people overrate their listening ability. Um, so most people regard themselves as average or above average. 96% of people in, regard themselves as average or above average listeners. That means that only 4% regard themselves as below average. Uh, and there you go. Are men or women better listeners, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, those men are in trouble, Colin. Uh, no, statistically, women are better listeners than men. Do you think older people or younger people are better listeners? Uh, who says younger? Who says older? Okay, now, it, this is interesting, right? It, it is actually your listening ability declines with age, um, all things being equal, all things being equal, but there's another factor that I haven't raised, and that is multitasking drops listening effectiveness by heaps, uh, so by about 20% of listening effectiveness. And so if you're young and you know, into the phone and social media, chances are that will you know, counter your you know, natural young abilities and it will compromise your listening ability. Uh, and so, yes, yeah, so things like emails, text messages, social media. So if you're reading the Bible on your phone this morning, right, just, cut, just cut out all the other noise uh, and listen to God's word. Uh, and this is the final thing I wanted to say by way of introduction, is that listening well is crucial to wisdom. It is essential for gaining wisdom. And so that's what we're going to be thinking about today. Last week we heard the urgent call, which kind of frames our series, and that is get wisdom. Whatever else, get wisdom. Now, I, uh, I went into Bible Gateway and put that little, those words in. Bible Gateway is just an, a free online Bible program that I use a lot. 
uh, in preparing sermons, especially topical sermons, because you can just put a word in and you can just chase it through uh, where it comes in the Bible. Uh, So look at the verses that came up. Proverbs 4 verse 5. Can you read that? Hopefully that's not too small. Uh, Get wisdom, get understanding, don't forget my words or turn away from them. Proverbs 4, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Though it cost you all you have, get understanding. Proverbs 16, how much better to get wisdom than gold, to get insight rather than silver. And Proverbs 19, the one who gets wisdom loves life. The one who cherishes understanding will soon prosper. Just uh, keen to get you interacting what do those verses tell you about wisdom? Just have a quick word and I'll, I'll get you know, a summary statement from someone in just a moment. What do those verses tell you about wisdom? Anyone want to um, feed back your thoughts? Too early? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry? It's valuable. Yeah, wisdom is valuable. Yeah. Leslie? God's wisdom. Um, yes, I think uh, we'll see that there's a number of different sources of wisdom... And I think what we need to do as Christians is filter those and make sure that the wisdom we're hearing lines up with God's wisdom. But the Bible actually uh, calls us to seek wisdom out much broader than just in God's word. Uh, So that's that's an interesting thing. And I think that's what's happened with the, the gathering together of this wisdom Uh, is that Solomon and the other writers were hearing wisdom from all over the world, but collecting it. Uh, Because wisdom... Well, and here... So let me give you a couple of summaries. Um, Firstly, wisdom is the most precious thing there is, and so get wisdom. Uh, And one of the things... One of the... um, one of the things that will make, prove us to be wise is if we value wisdom more than anything else. I know personally, the thing I pray for more than anything else is wisdom. Uh, because as someone in leadership, so often I'm confronted with situations where I just feel like, I don't know what to do here. Or I feel out of my comfort zone, or I feel like I'm being stretched. Uh, I need courage, but above all, I need wisdom. Uh, And wisdom, just as a definition, is the ability to navigate life well. Uh, And so as you read the Proverbs, sometimes it's just about little small things, but it's also about the big things of life. And wisdom is that ability to make decisions now that take into account how life works, that take into account the big picture of where things are heading Uh, What will bring true success in life? Uh, That wisdom is the ability to navigate life well. Uh, And as I say, I pray for this more than anything else. And I hope you, God captures you with a heart to desire wisdom. So the key to wisdom is listening well. Um, Wise people listen to advice. This is the next slide. Uh, And you see a few Proverbs up there. Um, So Proverbs 12, 15, The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Proverbs 19, verse 20, Listen to advice and accept discipline, and at the end you will be counted among the wise. And Proverbs 13, Whoever disregards discipline comes to poverty and shame, but whoever heeds correction is honoured. So the pathway to wisdom is listening to advice, uh, paying attention to words of correction. And if you value wisdom, you will listen well. Now, I've got a few more proverbs, and I want you to have a look at them. Um, the next slide. And I want, I want to ask... If you, you know, in the little, you know, twos and threes there, if you can summarise what these proverbs are saying and are they still relevant today? So let me read them out. A wicked person 
listens to deceitful lips, a liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. A lying tongue hates those it hurts, and a flattering mouth works ruin. Whoever rebukes a person will in the end gain favour rather than the one who has a flattering tongue. Those who flatter their neighbours are spreading nets for their feet. If a ruler listens to lies, all his officials become wicked. I just want you to have a word to the person next to you. See if you can summarise the wisdom there, uh, what it says about listening, and are these proverbs relevant today? Just have a quick uh, word to the person next to you. So come on to that question of relevance. Make sure you talk to the person next to you. Are these relevant uh, today? Okay, I'm keen to hear your thoughts. Um, so firstly, does anyone want to sort of summarise those verses? Any, uh, any, yep, Amanda, yeah. Beware, beware charmers and, and the easy path. Yeah, okay. So some people will set before you an easy path, but beware of them, beware charmers. Yeah, beautifully expressed. Yeah. Any other thoughts on a summary? Yep, Karen. It's, so it's the opposite of listening to wisdom. Yeah, the flatterer. Uh, I've, I've put this up. Be careful who and what you listen to. Now, it's not as eloquent as, you know, watch the charmer and the easy path. Um, but we've got to... So we need to listen. The pathway to wisdom is listening. But we need to be discerning about who and what we listen to. We can't just listen to everyone. Now, do you think that's relevant today? Uh, and any, anyone want to interact? Why this is? Why you think this is relevant? In a nice, loud voice. So pop your hand up. Yep, Kylie. Oh, right. Yes, you can get a lot of opinions on social media, but what I guess you're saying, just because it's on social media, doesn't mean it's wise. Yeah. Has anyone learnt that uh, over? Just because it's there on the internet doesn't mean it's wise and worth listening to. Yeah, Claire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So distinguishing between opinion and truth, and a lot of people spruik their own opinion as if it is the established truth. And Claire just made the point, if you, if you think a giraffe's a zebra, well, that may be your opinion, but it doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Yeah, okay, so there's, so there's lots of news outlets on the internet. And so you've actually got to be discerning uh, in our day. Um, let me tell you another place that I've seen it. I've seen it on social media where, uh, and particularly, like I've had a teenage girl, so I've kind of observed this. But teenage girls, um, and I'm sure this is true more broadly, but will put a photo on social media and then their friends will say, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so gorgeous. No, no, you're so gorgeous. You're the most gorgeous person. And, and there's this sort of... Inter have you seen this? It, it, is, it is boggling uh, just how, 
how quickly it escalates into this overwhelming kind of flattery of one another. And yet, these are the same girls who can turn against one another or gossip or backbite. I don't know if you've seen the movie Mean Girls, uh, where they're just so over the top in compliments and yet behind each other's back, gossip and backstabbing. And yeah, and I think you see a lot of that uh, on social media. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can, you can find affirmation even if you have a rubbish idea. You put it out there and, you know, if you've got enough friends, one of them will actually, you know, say nice things. And if you listen to that, then you're gonna, it's going to lead you down a wrong track. Um, well, so not everything we read online is, is wise or wholesome, so we need to be discerning. Uh, we also get this warning in the New Testament, which... Uh, ties into this, where, where Paul says the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they'll gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. And we've just got to be so careful. We've had that warning that the good news of Jesus is our hope for salvation. It is what can save us. And yet... Some of what God's word contains is hard to hear. And what we can do as consumers is we can just only listen to what we want to hear, only listen to what kind of conforms to our prejudices, and that sets us up for becoming prey to false teachers who will actually lead us away from Jesus. Right Now, you've heard the warning in the New Testament and in our internet age, I think we're more prone to this than ever, uh, wouldn't you say? Uh, so we need to be more discerning than ever. Uh, so be careful who and what you listen to. <clears throat> so who should we listen to? Well, we should listen to our parents, uh, is one of the themes of Proverbs. And I think particularly the godly, God-fearing parent is in mind in Proverbs. But listen to these. Uh, so listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Proverbs 4.1, listen, my sons, to a father's instruction, pay attention and gain understanding. A wise son heeds his father's instructions, but a mocker does not respond to rebuke. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Uh, and a discerning son heeds instruction but a companion of gluttons disgraces his father. There you go. Uh, so God wants us to listen to our parents. Um, there's a recognition that parents don't always get it right. All right? So par your parents are not perfect, uh, but our parents love us, and especially if they're followers of Jesus, they want what is best for us, and so it's a good default position to listen to our parents, to weigh and consider what our parents tell us. Now, parents, can you see what a big responsibility this lays on us, or grandparents as well? We need to make sure we're passing on wise instruction to our kids. Now, Ruth, do you want to... Uh, I'm going to call up Ruth, because uh, it's been lovely to partner with Ruth uh, in parenting. Uh, I'm glad I haven't had to do it alone. Uh, I, I think our kids would have missed out on a lot of wisdom if, if it was just me. But um, tell us about this little... Um, book. Yeah, I, I dug it out um, the other day because I was looking for, for it for something else and I was like, oh wow, look at that. Um, it's memory verses. I think we got a slide. There, there it is. I took a photo of some of this. Uh, some of this. Um, yep. We had a prayer book like this. So this is what, we had 20 photos. years old now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I got the kids to help decorate it so they owned it. That was the idea. Uh, it's very beautiful as you can see. Um, just, just take us to the next one. So they're very, you know, very. <laughs> we're an artistic family, but anyway, no, it's. I, fine. I picked out some of the prover, uh, some of the verses that are particularly about listening, um, and so here's one of them. It's stupid and uh, no, no, it's stupid and embarrassing to give an answer before you listen. Now this is from the contemporary English version, so it's kind of a bit more, you know, cuts to the chase. Yeah, and so so yeah, we we they, we'd get them to write it out and decorate. 
Yeah, so then we could flip through and begin to... Um, so we did it over one holiday, so it was a project, and then we could use it for a while after that. Um, so we chose verses that um, we, you know, meant something to us at the time, and I chose some other ones. Um, but, yeah, there was a lot of proverbs, and we used to do proverbs regularly together. Um, did you want to read these? or? Uh, well, yeah, well, I, we've already heard this one. The way of a fool seems right to him, but a wise man listens to advice. A fool shows his annoyance at once... But a prudent man overlooks an insult. So, uh, and, yeah. And, sorry, you go. I was just thinking, who, what kid knows what prudent is? And most of us are like, I'm not quite sure what that is either. So when we would read these out, and so what we would often do is pick a, a chapter, a proverb chapter, um, and then I'd pick the appropriate ones for us as a family and just read a few of those, or we would. Um, but all of a sudden, I'd start yelling at Dave or um, or just you know having a you know having a little tanty or something to act out something. So um, so what I'm saying is, if it was a word that we weren't sure that they would um, yeah, understand, then we'd act out what it meant. Yeah, we'd um, try to role play and then help the kids reflect on what was going on and uh, yeah, yeah relate it to. Because I think one thing is we can read something and go oh, yeah yeah yeah, but we haven't worked out we don't actually understand the word or haven't really taken it on board. So it helped me take it on board. What did it mean? And it certainly kept them awake um, while it we were. It kept reading. me awake too because I didn't know what was going on. And Ruth's <laughs> throwing a tantrum. And it's like, ah, uh, and then I got on board with the program. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then the last one. I think this was the one that is is the most remembered remembered verse in our mm, family. Absolutely. Um, because we were so quick to do the opposite. But yeah, dear brothers, this is from James chapter one. Take notice of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. What a great memory verse that one is. Uh, we're so often slow to, slow to listen and quick to speak uh, and quick to become angry. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it, that um, we think we have to grow our children up but really, we haven't grown up ourselves. So, yeah, so we need the advice, I think, j just as much, if not more, than yeah. our kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you often say that, isn't it? One of the greatest challenges of parenting is controlling ourselves. We mm. think it's about controlling our kids. Yeah. But it's, controlling it's teaching our ourselves self-control, yeah, and to live God's way. Yeah. 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 Um, so have you got any other thoughts on what we, what we did to... Um, you know, help our kids listen yeah. well? I think having a pattern is really important. I remember, um, yeah, one night trying to put my kids to bed. It was late and, I, you know, can we just go to bed? It's my time now. But they're like, I want to read the Bible. And we're like, no, no, come on, just go to sleep. Um, anyway, just remembering that the pattern, they wanted to hear the Bible read to them every night when, we went, when they went to bed. And what a blessing that was. It was a great rebuke to me when I'm just trying to, no, go to sleep. Just going, no, okay, we'll just read the Bible. It doesn't take that long, but it's such a blessing over time. So doing having patterns... So we I do remember a number of times falling asleep while I was <laughs> reading the Bible. How embarrassing. But anyway... But, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. So patterns. So at dinner time, we, yeah. uh, sorry, when they went to bed, and at dinner time, we'd try and do something. We'd um, pray and we'd um, do some sort of Bible reading. And Proverbs was a great one for mm. that because, um, yeah, we could talk about that together. Um, helping, not, not expecting them to be perfect is so important. It's same for us. Every day when we read the Bible, it's not going to be this amazing, you know, I've had an hour and I've concentrated so well. Whatever we do, it take, you know, take it in and, and make the most of that. It's yeah. over time that it's a blessing um, and so doing changing it up just keep persevering so that's what we were doing in terms of acting things out or talking about them or yeah. coloring them in or something like that actually we got them to draw sometimes yeah various different things um, that was to help them listen to the bible yeah. and yeah. how how did we try to model listening um yes and i think that's the thing if we want them to listen to us then we really need to actually start listening to them um, and to each other. So if we're modelling that I'm busy, thank you very much, and I'm not half listening to what Dave's saying or half listening to what they're doing, which I am a multitasker, so I am often doing that. But, um, yeah, actually showing that we care and we listen. Um, also getting... So we talk about some of this sort of stuff in parenting. Um, if, I'm, you, if he's talking up, to me you, and I'm down here, it's not very comfortable. Yeah. So getting on the same level as each other um, is really helpful. Yeah, so you, run yeah. a you help run a parenting course... 
Mm. Um, we cut, and listening is one of the big themes yeah. uh, in that course, yeah. Yeah, so the ladies that, that do it with me, um, we have guys who come along as well, but um, we every time we do it, and even though I've got grown-up kids, I actually get encouraged by doing it each time because I'm reminding myself of things. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, okay. yeah, so listening, listening to each other um, and making sure we're understanding, so clarifying. It's interesting in a conflict when someone's saying, I don't want to do that, that's, you know, that's... Or, or worried about something. Sometimes we say, yes, you will, but actually noticing what's the thing underneath. So not just listening to the words, but what's happening underneath, so listening to listening that. Listening to the emotion and yeah. what values are under attack. Yeah, what, yeah. What are the fears? Or going? we're all just hungry and tired. Yeah. Um, let's just deal with that too and then we can deal with the other thing. Anyway, so listening to what's actually happening there. Yeah. yeah. Now, this parenting course, like we ran it a few months ago, but we'll run it each year. Uh, but if you're interested, uh, just let Ruth know about that because we're trying to work out when to run it next time. But I think it's solid gold, mm. uh, just good advice and wisdom for parenting. Yeah, yeah it is great. Thanks, mm. darling. Okay. Uh, yeah, give it up for Ruth. Um, so listen to your parents is a theme that comes out of Proverbs. Who else should we listen to? So I've got another bunch of verses for you to discuss again. Um, so, Proverbs 17, a rebuke impresses a discerning person more than a hundred lashes for a fool. Um, plans are established by seeking, adverse, uh, seeking advice. So, if you wage war, obtain guidance. I'm not recommending any of you wage war. This is more for kings, I would think, but uh, there it is. Uh, Proverbs 25, like an earring or a gold ornament... Uh, sorry, or an ornament of fine gold is the rebuke of a wise judge to a, discern, to a listening ear. Uh, and whoever remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. All right, so just have a quick word. Uh, any thoughts that come to mind uh, of who we should listen to from those verses? Have a quick word. The person next to you. Okay, I'm keen to hear your reflections or your wisdom from that. Anyone uh, want to offer any thoughts? Let, let me, look, why don't I give you an opportunity to ask questions at the end. Let me um, give you my summary. Uh, and that is, listen to godly people, even if it's sometimes hard to hear. I think it's the idea of listening to lots of people, but, but especially wise, discerning, godly people even if it's sometimes hard to hear. I have the privilege of having a number of people in my life who are willing to rebuke me. Uh, and you might think that sounds more like a curse uh, than a blessing. And I've got to say, it can feel a little bit more like a curse than a blessing. Because none of us like to hear an angsty word, do we? Um, growing up, it was my mum. Um, if she was concerned about something in my life, a bad habit something I was neglecting, like a blind spot or something like that, she was brave enough to bring it to my attention. Uh, and she, just wa she wasn't just nagging. It wasn't that she was doing it out of love, out of genuine concern. Uh, and generally, I was wise enough to listen. And that's one of the things, isn't it? It actually takes both the person doing the correction to have uh, a gentleness and a godliness and a love... But it also needs trust from the person who's hearing it to actually feel like this is coming from a place of genuine concern. But with my mum, we had that relationship, and I think that opened the door to her speaking very powerfully into my life, uh, even on things that were angsty. Uh, and I've tried to learn to keep being open to that, to, to learning from people who are willing to say a hard word, uh, and try to, try to evaluate what's being said. In my marriage, uh, Ruth is very willing uh, to have an angsty conversation. And, and let me tell you how it normally works. So I'm just cruising through life. Sometimes 
the busyness of being a pastor and the leadership decisions and so on, that can weigh on me quite heavily. And I can feel like, oh, there's lots going on, it's complex, all that sort of stuff. And then I come home and I feel like, but at least my marriage is going well. And then Ruth will say, look, we need to talk. And it's like, oh, no, the one part of my life that I thought was kind of, you know, going well. Uh, and I kind of dread those moments, which is ironic, isn't it? Because they're actually, they're good moments, because this is a moment of learning and growth. But I dread them because it, I, I know that change has to happen, or there's a good chance change will happen, and change is painful. Uh, none of us like change or hunger for change. Um, so, and what, what, when, when Ruth says that, something like, I can't even remember what she'll say, but she might say, she used to say, when, you know, we need to talk. What do you say these days, Ruth? Uh, anyway, anyway. Uh, anyway, so she used to say, we need to talk, and it was like, oh, all right, okay. Um, what do you reckon was the issue? Because there's been one single issue in our whole married life that just keeps coming up again and again. Any guesses? Listening? So I've, I've stopped listening. It's, and I think it's broader than I've stopped listening. I've stopped communicating. So it's both listening and speaking. And so I've just kind of gone into my cave, kind of emotionally, uh, and I haven't even realised it. But I've got all these things that I'm kind of processing from, from work and church and so on. Um, and I, I feel like our marriage is going well, but in my whole processing, I've stopped communicating. Um, and it's not something deliberate, but... But I just forget to be present and in the moment in my most important relationship. Uh, and so when Ruth brings these things up, it's not to nag me, but it's because she loves me and values our relationship. And one of the things I love about Ruth is that she times the moment well. Um, and I'm, I'm serious about that. Like, it, it, you might think no, no time is good for that sort of conversation, but there is a good time for that sort of conversation. And the good time is the bad time is when I'm feeling emotionally fragile and kind of overwhelmed with stuff uh, and tired. Uh, I'm not likely to handle that sort of conversation well uh, when I'm feeling like that. Um, but I'm so glad that Ruth tries to pick a good moment uh, to raise those things where we've actually got time to talk it through. Holiday. So sometimes she'll wait for months. Uh, not, not, not normally. Weeks. Weeks. Yeah, but holidays are often times when we can kind of do a reset of how we relate to one another. But it's normally about two or three days into the holiday. Because when I start a holiday, I'm still, I can be grumpy for the first couple of days. Right? You might find that hard to believe. But it's kind of like the stress is just seeping away. And then I get into a zone where I can start to look up and relate to people and think about life. And, and so often we have these conversations on holidays. But the wise person listens to advice from godly people, even if it's hard to hear. But more than anything else, the wise person listens to God. Um, and so uh, whoever gives heed to instruction prospers, and blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. So one of the ways Proverbs talks about listening to God is trusting him. The greedy stir up conflict, but those who trust in the Lord will prosper. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Right? If we trust God... We will trust his good fatherly care and his word will be precious to us. And another key theme, uh, you've got trusting in the Lord and fearing the Lord, I think is, is uh, another part of it. So Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 9, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. And humility is the fear of the Lord. Its wages are riches and honour and life. Fear of the Lord is just so foundational to having true wisdom, 
You know, you can, lots of people can be wise in little areas of life, but to have true holistic wisdom, you need to start with a fear of God. And by fear of God, we're not talking about being terrified of him, but it is a reverence, a sense of he is holy, he is awesome and perfect, and I am, I am weak and fragile and sinful, and so I approach him with reverence. Uh, and now the wonderful thing we have as Christians is we approach him with reverence, but he is our heavenly father. He loves us to cast our cares on him, but we still do that with reverence and awe. Uh, recognising he is the awesome, all-powerful God. And so we come humbly before him. Uh, you know, you, we don't come before God and yabba, 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 yabba. You know, like it's, we, the, the posture is we've got stuff to learn from him. He loves to hear us and hear our concerns, but we also want to humble ourselves before him. It's captured beautifully in Proverbs 3 that was read earlier. Thanks, Corinne. Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. So I want to ask you, do you trust God? Do you fear God? And do you listen to God? Right, three really key questions. And how do you make sure that you're listening well? How do you keep yourself from being distracted as you listen to God? Um, what's your pattern of listening to God? Um, you may have your own well-established patterns, but I suspect there are some of us who just feel like you're not in a very good pattern of listening to God at all. And if that's the case, why don't you start, why don't you try starting the day listening to God? You know how you start the day, you know, some of us start the day and we barely, you know, barely have time just to get out the door with a cup of coffee in our hands in the car and we're on the morning commute. But if that's you, why don't you build into that morning commute listening to God's word on like an audio Bible uh, or something like that. Just have, a, a, you know, a, maybe a passage or a chapter that you can, there's lots of good apps that will uh, take you down that track. And, and I think if you're listening as you're driving, sometimes you might listen to it two or three times because multitasking is a tricky thing, isn't it? Even when you're driving, you're just not taking it on in the same sort of way. Um, but if, if, if it's kind of that, be, that routine where you normally turn the telly on or go to social media or whatever, why not just before you do that, get God's word out, read and reflect um, what we've got to recognise is that there are so many distractions, so it's not easy to listen to God. And he's not there like Ruth is in my life. He's sort of calling us up. Uh, unless we're listening to him, uh, we will be oblivious that we've actually become so distracted that we've stopped listening to God. And surely if we trust God and fear him, then we will make time to hear his voice in our lives. I reckon coming to church every Sunday is a great way to prioritise listening to God. Being here with God's people, having your Bible open. I know that not all of us have a paper Bible these days. I, I use a, a tablet for my Bible. Uh, a paper Bible is still a good idea because it, is, it doesn't have all the distractions of a device, does it? You know, and you don't have a text message ping up onto, uh, you know, a paper Bible. Uh, and it just can, there can be something physical and symbolic about having that paper Bible where you're saying, no, this is what I'm focused on at this point. Um, but yeah, but it is on, if, if it is that you listen through your phone or a tablet or whatever, then just make sure you, you develop that discipline to be able to shut out the noise of the other stuff. Um, and I want to encourage you also, why don't you consider taking notes uh, while you're listening here at church? Now, we used to do that much more regularly before COVID because we had a little handout that we gave you. So we made it really easy for you to take notes. But what you could do is just bring a little um, 
a little notebook. Uh, I do it on my tablet when I'm sitting listening to a sermon. I'll just take notes on my iPad. Um, and uh, yeah, we are thinking about do we reintroduce the handout on Sunday? So we'd love your kind of feedback um, on that. But for me personally, I know that I listen better when I'm taking notes. And you've got to work out what works for you. But what we're trying to do is say listening to God is so important. So how can I make sure I clear the distractions and give him my best attention? Now, so far we've been listening to, uh, seeing how listening is key to wisdom and we've been exclusively looking at the book of Proverbs. But with the coming of Jesus, there's now a new focus to wisdom. Jesus is God's wisdom in human flesh. Right? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, Jesus is wisdom from God. Um, and we heard earlier the words of Jesus. So let me read Matthew chapter 7. Uh, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. So, so what we saw was two identical houses here, identical in every way, except when the storm came, it revealed, with a bit of nudging, uh, it revealed one was inferior, uh, and that's because it, it, it had a poor foundation. Uh, uh, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a crash. You know, and just another kick, uh, and the whole thing comes down. So, um, so, and the idea behind what Jesus is saying is that at one level, it won't, it won't look all that different from the outside, but when the storms come, that's when it will be clear what the foundation of our lives is. And by the storms, Jesus could be talking about, you know, the storms of life, tough times, uh, suffering, grief, um, you know, when we're in doubt or anxiety or depression or whatever. Trusting in Jesus makes such a difference in those times of life. But I wonder whether Jesus has got even bigger picture in mind, and that is the ultimate storm that will come, the day of judgment. And on that day, your foundation will be critical. It will make all the difference. If your foundation is hearing Jesus and putting his words into practice, then you will stand on that day and be welcomed into God's kingdom. But on that day, the foolish person who has heard Jesus but really largely ignored him, right? heard Jesus but not, not really put his words into practice, for that person, the day of judgment will be a devastating day. The wise person is the person who actually lives in light of the future and, and trusts in Jesus and fears him and listens to him now. Now, have you got any... Um, uh, why don't you talk to the person next to you? Any questions or comments that you want to come up with? Colin's going to come around with a microphone in just a second. I'd love to hear any interaction before we finish up. So just take a moment talking to the person next to you. Okay, Colin's at the ready. Any, any questions or reflections uh, you've got out there? Yes, Karen. Thank you, sister. Oh, look at Colin go. Speed. Um, mine was just a reflection. I find um, I'm a lot less distracted uh, outdoors, so often I'll read in the early morning on the deck or in the evening under mm -hmm. the, you know, just being outdoors in, in God's creation helps me <clears throat> yeah. internalise better. Okay. 
So just being outdoors, I, I find that too. You're just more reflective of God. Uh, it's not, yeah. So that, that that's a help that you found, yeah, Tim. Um, you men. Um, you mentioned about um, the people we listen to, like the the wise advice of, of godly people. Could we also extend that to? people who aren't followers of Jesus because wisdom is from God um, in, in general. Yep. So I'm just thinking about my work situation. As a, as a school teacher, my boss is not a follower of Jesus yet. Yep. Far more wise in the field that I work in. Yep. And so seeking her advice yep. would actually be um, submitting to God's will to seek wisdom. Is that? Yep. Can you comment on that? Yep, um, I can. And I think it's absolutely true what you say. And so here's one of the, the interesting things about reading Proverbs. There are chunks of Proverbs that you will find in other ancient collections of wisdom. Uh, and it could have gone both ways. It could be that the Egyptians borrowed from the people of Israel. But I think it went both ways. I think the people of Israel, like a Solomon, he was such an international kind of guy interacting with the wise people of all nations and he would have gathered up some of the collected sayings of other places and included them into his collection of Proverbs. Um, and and what, what Solomon is doing, and I think what we need to do, is filter what we hear. Because some things that seem wise to our world are actually run counter to the fear of God. I'll give you an example. Try before you buy in marriage, right? Don't get married until you've, you know, had a good sexual relationship with that person, and then you know you're sexually compatible, and then you can get married, right? That's kind of the wisdom of our world, uh, but that's not the wisdom of God. And so what we've got to do is recognize that our world has wisdom, but it's limited because they don't know God, and so we need to filter the wisdom of our world uh, according to the wisdom we have from God. And so there's, there's an interplay, but I think you're absolutely right, Tim. We have lots to learn, especially in a professional capacity, from, uh, from those that God has put in leadership or God has put around us. Uh, and so I think, you know, I, I read books much wider than just Christian books uh, that really help me think into wisdom as well. Yeah, so I think that's a really good thing to do. Um, Yep, uh, and Alan's over here. Um, so, yep, get those running shoes on, Colin. Uh, Dave, what do you think is uh, the correlation between patience and wisdom? Um, well, I think there's, there's quite a correlation between patience and wisdom. I haven't been tracking that down explicitly this week. Although, as I've read a lot of stuff on wisdom, I've seen that fools rush in, uh, and that's not just a, you know, a proverbial saying for our society, you see that in the Bible, that fools are quick to rush into a situation or to make assumptions or whatever, whereas the wise person, is, it's, it's like that, that uh, James chapter 1, be sl uh, quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry, and so it's that patience that comes with wisdom. So I think there's a, a strong connection. You might have another reflection on that, Alan. Uh, or do you, Does that capture things or do you have any other thoughts? Alan's been teaching wisdom uh, far, and so he's been in this stuff far more than me in the last couple of months. Uh, yeah. Not really. I wouldn't claim to be an expert. But, <laughs> but I think it goes both ways. Yep. Um, patience give, gives yes, wisdom and yeah. wisdom gives patience. Yes, okay. That's a good point. So the wise person acts with patience and slowness, but patience and slowness will actually bring about a wiser outcome. Yeah, so it goes both ways. All right, well, I, thank you for the interactions there, uh, and I hope you just enjoyed wrestling with God's Word. Let me, um, let me round things off. I started off talk, asking, are you a good listener? Um, and... Here's some summary things. But let me start off by saying, as I've wrestled with this topic, um, I've realised 
I can be a good listener. I know I can be a good listener, but so often I let things distract me. Um, and I know that that's the case as I listen to God's word, but I want to apologise to you that I know sometimes I'm a bad listener here at church. Um, I tend to do all right when I'm preaching and you're giving, you know, asking questions, but out there at morning tea, sometimes I'll be in a conversation and then I'll just notice something going on somewhere else and I, I just feel like I'm not present in the conversation. And so this week, I, I, that's, been, that's come to my attention uh, and I just want to ask, please be patient with me on this. I want to work on it, but I want to I encourage us all to work at listening well to one another. Because one of the things we, we didn't think about is I just think it's a blessing to be heard by someone, to actually, for someone to take the time to care for you enough to actually listen to you, not just so that they can say something of their own opinion, but so you can actually be genuinely heard. It really is a special thing, and we can do that for one another. Uh, we've seen from God's word that wisdom and listening go hand in hand. Uh, we've seen how important it is who and what we listen to. Listen to your parents. Good rule of thumb. Listen to godly people even if they say something you don't want to hear. Above all, the wise person listens to God, trusting and fearing him. And the wise person, now that Jesus has come, listens to Jesus, puts his words into practice. Um, and so um, let me lead us in prayer as we finish up. Oh God, our Father, we thank you so much that you are the awesome, the holy, the righteous God, that you are so wise uh, and so patient and loving towards us. Father, sometimes we look at our lives and we just recognise how foolish we are and how foolish we've been. We've been quick to anger, we've been slow to listen, quick to speak. Uh, Father, we, we are sorry that we've been unwise and we've been sinful and self-centred. So Father, please change our hearts in these things. Please give us a desire, a longing for wisdom, for godly wisdom in our lives. Wisdom that takes into account what's going on now, but also the big picture of the judgment day to come. And so, Father, we pray uh, that we'll be good at listening to one another, uh, that we'll be good at listening to the wise people you have placed in our lives, godly people. We pray that we'll be discerning when we listen to people who are unwise uh, and will lead us astray. Help us to be discerning about the Christian teaching we listen to. Uh, and Father, above all, we want to listen to you and help us to do that without distraction, without pride, humbly coming before your word as a regular pattern of life, hearing what you have to say, being transformed. We pray that as we listen to the words of Jesus, we won't listen and then go away and forget, but that we will be deeply impacted by your spirit and that we'll put the words of Jesus into action in our lives so that it will put us in good stead now and into eternity. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.